Spawnerly is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, what up, everybody here in podcast land, everybody in Twitch land, everybody in the world. What up? This is the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is our home of Bricago. Welcome back to this week's show. This is episode 403 of the Spawn of Me podcast. Hoping that you are all doing well. Hoping that everybody is doing okay out there. Hoping that everyone is rocking and getting it in. Uh, we are recording a little bit later um than usual uh we moved our show this week to thursday uh i went to go do some irl stuff yesterday i went to go see an amazingly cool uh double header of the football as they say uh in the other parts of the world soccer if you're thinking about it as a usa usa person no doubt no doubt no doubt shout out to dr jones in the chat who already jumps in and says you've missed so many nights of awesome tarkov raids i'm like come on jesus rolling here telling me i'm missing out on cool stuff it's true i have missed out on a bunch of different raids and and i'm sad because i want to actually raid some more and play some more tarkov with all of you out there in the world if you are watching on twitch and you're listening in podcast land uh, you're, you're checking us out. I uh, want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at cloud nine and Kaiser permanente. We'll be talking a little bit more about, uh, the work we've been doing with them in, in terms of presence of mind, um, and are, are, are hanging out with them for find your words, uh, making sure you go to findyourwords.org. Uh, we've been a big proponent of all the conversations we've been having in terms of, uh, making sure you are good in terms of your mental health. So please, please, please check those out. If you're in Twitch right now, watch us live exclamation point, find your words or exclamation point info, and you'll get more information right there. Or you can go to C um, some C nine dot GG slash Khalif Palm P O M. Um, you can get more information about all the wonderful work that they've been doing and all the cool stuff. Uh, they've been putting out there in terms of getting your mental health in order. Speaking about that, uh, last week we had a fantastic show with wreck it Raven, who is the, leader of the Twitch do better hashtag Twitch do better army. Uh, there have been some really good revolution revelations that have come out since our last episode. There is a, there is a, uh, a, what do you call that? What do you call that? What do you call that? Uh, a, not a poll. It's not a survey. It's, uh, I can't think of the word. Oh my God. Why can't I think of this word? Why? That's a weird thing that I can't think of that stinking word. Uh, do better. Sign up. Uh, I can't think of things. It's so stupid that I can't think of that word. Petition. Jeez. I couldn't think of the word petition. That's when you know you're getting old, man. Jesus couldn't think of the word petition. There's over almost probably 2000 people who have signed this petition, uh, to kind of, again, hold Twitch's feet to the fire this, this week and going forward, um, for getting that thing done, um, and making it better for everyone who is on the platform. Thank you, Caesar, who, uh, if you're again, checking out some great work, uh, Caesar towers who we're, we're rocking with, uh, this week had, had me on their show, uh, fantastic episode. 
uh, out in the world. I'll be linking to it in the next episode uh, that we have in the show notes. So we'll be putting that into the show notes um, and making sure everyone gets a chance to go check out more of, of their work because it was fantastic. And I had a blast being on the show. Um, give the folks in the chat too, if you're, if you're paying attention, Caesar, a, a link to it or or at least a, the name of it in the, in the in the chat so we can give it another, another good shout out there. Um, yeah, this week is going to be a pretty quick week in terms of conversations and stories. Not a lot of stuff going on uh in the world of gaming there I, that's not true i would say there are lots of things in gaming that are happening the problem is 90 percent of those things i can't talk about i'm under embargo for like 90 percent of the things that i would want to talk about but can't so i'm sad about that uh because it doesn't make for great content or a great episode <laughs> yet it's it's like we'll be able to get a, a chance to talk about more of the stuff that's happening later uh in the show uh, so that'll happen at some point very, very soon. So we'll, we'll, we'll make that happen for sure. And, uh, and, and get that into the, the chat and everything else that's going to be going on as well. So this week, um, lots of fun stuff that's been going on. We had a couple of interesting revelations around very specific things that have happened um the first thing that i want to dig into is about call of duty vanguard so call of duty vanguard was shared this week uh we got our first glimpse of what this is going to be and i'm gonna say out loud there's been a lot of conversation about you know what this new call of duty game is going to wind up being how is it going to come across to everybody out in the world? Are people really excited for what this game is supposed to be with all the, the, the stuff that's going around right now in terms of the conversations around Black, uh, Blizzard and Activision? And the biggest thing for me is not those layers of it. It's more about like, does anybody want to play another World War II game? No, the answer is no. No one wants another World War II game. I do not want another World War II game. It is a thing that I don't care about. I was on IGN this week, hanging out with uh, Miranda and, De and Dustin and, and Ryan McCaffrey. And we were talking about things that we're like excited for and, and hyped for and, and want to get back into. Um, and everybody was like, you know, what do you think about the Call of Duty game that's coming out and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, look, Call of Duty coming back and doing this next, whatever this game is going to wind up being and having the backdrop of this game and the setting be World War II automatically makes me not care about this game. It can be pretty. It's going to be almost 280 gigabytes, which also makes me not want to play it. Um, I'm also tired of seeing old ass guns and old ass weapons and old ass planes and all this old ass vehicles. I'm sick of seeing old ass stuff. That's the reason why I put my full backing behind Battlefield 2042. That game is the game that I want. Anybody who plays this and downloads this and buys this, you're just contributing to more World War II doo-doo. No one wants it. I don't want it. Hashtag World War II is doo-doo. That's what it is. Let's put that in the chat. Put that on Twitter. Make that trend. No one cares about it. I don't care about it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm just like, 
all right, cool. We're going to have all these d d things that I don't know why people give a shit about World War II games anymore in that setting. Like we've beaten that thing into the ground more than you can beat anything into the ground. Can you please stop World War II games? I, the, the one thing that I am, uh, am excited for and happy about is that folks like Alexa Ray and um, uh, who else is going to be writing on this? Um, there's a couple other folks from Sledgehammer who I know who are fantastic. Uh, let's see if I can remember people's names. Uh, Belinda Garcia. Yep, that's who I was thinking about. Uh, yeah, like, again, I'm hyped that more uh, uh, studios and especially Sledgehammer is going to put two women in the driver's seat for a lot of the storytelling for this game. Uh, that makes me happy. That makes me excited to see what they're going to do from a story standpoint because it'll be great to see those two ladies get their due and, and, and build this thing out into a much bigger and broader, broader conversation. But man, I wish they were working on something else that wasn't so goddamn World War II. Hashtag World War II is doo-doo. No one cares about World War II. And also, like, for real, for real, from a, from a nuts and bolts perspective, like, anybody who's working on a Call of Duty game, anybody who's working on a game that's coming out in the next two years, like, I am not a developer. I don't know what it takes to make a game palatable from a size standpoint. I know games are getting bigger and getting more uh, 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 kind of in-depth in terms of the fidelity and sound and everything that we get. And it takes big chunky files to make that thing happen. Can we figure out some way, please, for the love of God, to figure out how to compress these files down into a format that's going to help people download this stuff? Even me who has unlimited internet right now, like my, I don't have a data cap on my internet, but I do have a hard space data cap. Like there is a space where I'm just like gonna not have to be able to download this thing because it's gonna be such a big game. And if they haven't figured out a way to also streamline the way that it updates where I don't have to download a whole other hundred plus gigs of stuff every time the game updates, like that would be really helpful for me, for anybody else who's downloading multiple games. You know, again, I'm an edge case where I have multiple games on my machine that I'm probably using to review and all this other stuff. But like, if I'm having this issue, I know other people are having this issue. It is unreasonable for games to be that big right now in a format that they cannot figure out how to get that stuff in a reasonable spot. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I I wish one day I could get a, a Call of Duty dev to come onto the show and just tell me why from a, like, why haven't they figured out a way to, to, to do some of that work in some other way? Because uh, it's wild. It's nuts. That's a thing. Um, So Call of Duty, the Vanguard is going to be dropping, I think, in November, uh, November 5th, uh, which is very, very close. Uh, you can get pre-order access if you uh, get the, I'm sorry, access to the beta, open beta. If you pre-order it, cool beans, all that stuff is dope. Uh, we'll see We'll see what happens when it winds up, uh, you know, becoming a thing where people are going to get close to actually, you know, jumping in and, and buying that thing. Um, 
Next story uh, for this episode is all about our friends over at Epic Games and Fortnite. Uh, we found out a couple days ago that they have been putting some work behind a new mode that is a straight up ripoff of Among Us, uh, which is kind of sad and I don't understand why. Epic is a huge company and I don't understand why for all the stuff that they do really, really well. And I know that there's a level there where they want to continue to expand and grow and do really cool things and, and, and figure out good ways to, you know, keep things fresh within the Fortnite universe. Like among us is already a game that is out in the world does well is fairly beloved and people really dig it and love it. Like it feels really weird besides the, like you're a bit like you're beaten down on the small guy kind of thing conversation. Like if there was ever a like weird stay in your lane moment, it feels like this is a weird stay in your lane moment. You just had one of the biggest like spectacle moments in Ariana Grande flying through the air, like a goddamn goddess with all that good prob and all that good press that went along with that. And to like butt in on, on the folks over at among us to do this without asking. And to be fair, like I saw some gameplay of this mode and the mode doesn't even look that dope. It doesn't look fun. It's totally not even pulling into all the good stuff that you could do in this mode, like making it kind of third person, still Fortnite, and not having that top down thing also makes it feel weird. Like it's just a really weird thing to do that I don't understand why you would. It's like take the map, uh, you know, like adding all these extra layers to it that doesn't need to be there. I love, I love massive amounts of people over Epic. I, I, I know a bunch of amazing folks over there. I just don't know who made this decision to do this thing in a way that doesn't garner them any good press. Doesn't make people want to play it. And also pisses off the indie community when they've been doing a really good job of connecting to the indie community with the revenue splits and the, and the favorable contracts that they've been making with people to be able to do that stuff. And when they, when they publish with them, I don't understand it um, to try to make that thing uh, kind of work in a real good way. Um, let's see. Uh, there was a really great quote uh, from one of the folks over at the team, Marcus Bromander. Uh, who is one of the co-founders of the studio behind Among Us said um, his studio didn't try to patent or, co or copyright Among Us Among Us's games mechanics uh, because they don't think it leads to a healthy game industry. It's also not clear whether those features are opposed to actual computer code or visu visual designs could get patented or even have copyright protections. Um, the folks over at Polygon who wrote this story um, they reached out to folks from Epic games and they did not, uh, reply with a comment again. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you, you would want to do this, this version of it. I don't see any way that you would get anything really great coming back towards you for it. Uh, I've seen some stuff in the chat. Uh, Caesar says, I love Fortnite and see Epic stoop to this level of blatantly ripping off. In indie games to this extent is so sad. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 one of those things where like I think if they had like 
Interestingly enough, the thing that I found really, really cool was when you see Among Us deal with and kind of connect with other IPs, what they've done that's been really fun has been, they've of course asked them for uh, more space to, to kind of work in there. Um, while also it's been fun. Like it's felt, it felt like anytime a new, you know, character skin has jumped up into Among Us, it's felt like it's had some good zeitgeist around it and some really good energy around it. Um, so I think that part has been pretty great. And I love that part of it. Um, this doesn't feel like any of that with it, which is weird also because Fortnite usually garners really great like um, energy around the stuff that they do. Of course, there's been some controversies around the dances. Of course, people are in the chat are saying, you know, basically Fortnite has been ripping people off from the very beginning because they took over a copied in PUBG. I am I to be fair, I kind of don't I kind of don't believe in that layer of the the BR part. Like, yes, PUBG innovated and started up the started up the battle royale genre and also yes, they were working in tandem together at the moment that 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 Fortnite got their BR mode because of their they the, you know, originally the game was not a BR, it was a survival uh kind of uh horde mode game. Um, but I think, you know, you can iterate on a really good idea and make something that is your own, which they did, um, and grew to, to, to no pun intended epic proportions. But I think this is a little bit different because the, the like one-to-one is so, is so unreasonable and unnecessary. (laughs) Like if you're going to do like, like, even if you go back to the conversation about the BR part, which I think is, is, is really interesting. They fundamentally changed the BR space in a way that was better. Like even now, if you look at Fortnite versus PUBG, Fortnite is a much better game than PUBG ever was. Even at PUBG's height, it was not as good as what Fortnite is. Even even in earlier iterations of what this game has been. So that's why it feels even kind of more silly to do this because you're not making a better version of Among Us. You're making a fairly worse version of it that feels bad to the indie community and feels bad to the dev community and also feels bad to the fans. Like I would have much, much rather have loved to them to just like kind of ask them to say like, Hey, let's do a really fun thing. And then while we do this, we uplift you as a, as a company and, and as a game dev studio to, to make this thing that is also very, very fun and cool. Um, that to me would have made a lot more sense to be able to, to do that work. So, um, I, I just, I would, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know why you would kind of do that. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, I think, I think for news, that's the only two pieces of stuff that I really wanted to dig into this week. I think that, you know, again, there are a couple of games that I'm playing. I'm going to talk about 12 minutes in a second. So if you are looking to not be spoiled about stuff. I'm not going to talk about super intricate de- details about the game, but I will be giving my overall thoughts about the way it plays and the way it feels. I'm going to be doing a spoiler cast this weekend uh, with the folks from kind of funny. So if you want to hear like super in depth, like moment to moment things, plot points, that kind of stuff, make sure you're checking out that show whenever we do that. Uh, Cause that'll be going out on socials very, very soon, but I definitely do want to take a moment to dig into one of my most anticipated games of the year um, in 12 minutes, but we're going to do that right after 
this part. So 12 minutes is a fantastic game. Again, if you're thinking about any spoilers, there may be a, a spoiler or two, nothing super wild, but I do want to give people the ability to kind of tap out before we, we jump into this part of the conversation. Um, this was one of my most anticipated games of this year. Um, was really excited to see how Luis Antonio was going to tackle this really interesting concept for a game, uh, really dope concept for what this game could potentially be when you have this interesting, super cool time loop mechanic that is supposed to, you know, show you, you know, storytelling in this very compact and concise, but also really, um, kind of a uh, memento style game, which again, like memento is a game that I love. That is a game. I mean, not a game, a movie that I hold extremely dear to my heart. Um, and in getting a chance to see the initial trailer and knowing that this game was going to have heavy hitters in it, like James McAvoy and, um, Daisy Ridley and, 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 uh, Willem Dafoe as the actors in the, in the game. That was something automatically where I was just like, oh, how do we, how do we make this be a thing? Like, how, how did this come to pass? Like, I'm still really intrigued at just how the story of how that game got pitched across to those actors. Um, and knowing that Annapurna was the folks that were going to be producing it, I was even more excited at the, at the potential for what this game was going to wind up being. Um, now having finished it, um, my playthrough probably ran about seven and a half hours or so of the game. I got, I don't know if there, there, there are, I'm sure multiple endings to it, but I got one ending, um, that I don't know if I feel like it was satisfying. Um, but if you're watching this, the, the gameplay is very point and click. So, um, uh, you, you're in this top down setting, you're watching this couple go through all these different scenarios. Um, and if you get something wrong, the game winds up rewinding and you wind up going back to the beginning of that particular loop. Um, it's cool because you then get to change the story a little bit in a way then that, that you couldn't do in the previous loop, which is kind of weirdly the, 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 the best and worst part of the game because I'll be honest, the way that the story winds up unfolding and the way that things kind of wind up kind of maneuvering and just the core mechanic can be really frustrating and not in a way that is like frustrating to be, you know, like challenging in a way that feels like you're on the like edge of getting to a spot. It's more of like, you don't know what to do next. And I don't know if that's fun. Um, I think, you know, there are markers across the, 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 the particular rooms in the game where you'll hover your, your, your controller, your mouse over it, and you'll see a very particular thing that, you know, you should be able to touch, um, and you can, and you can kind of deal with those things. You can kind of do that stuff. Um, but it doesn't, it also doesn't like give you the space to kind of do 
certain things in the order that you had already kind of done it. So you'll start the loop. You'll start to go down the path to, to kind of solving a thing. You'll then continue to con keep moving down that path. And then depending upon where you either got to the next layer where you can potentially do a thing or you get basically stuck back in the loop, that fail and repeat kind of cadence can feel not great because you're just like, well, what was the thing that I did? And it's not like there are shortcuts where you usually would say, you know, I have said these things to my spouse or the other people in this, in this scenario, and the game should let me start from that point to continue to move forward. You have to go back to the beginning of every loop and replay each one of those particular uh, movements, conversation points, and 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 segments to get back to where you last messed up. That part doesn't feel great, um, and I wish that it was better at kind of like letting you go past that part, because I think that would make so much more sense in the way that you're kind of wanting to do things. Um, it doesn't make sense for you to have to like you're, you're it's like everyone has amnesia, but you, when you have to, when you go back through the loop, but you have to remind them. And then sometimes they'll remember parts, but then sometimes they won't. So you're like constantly reminding people of the things that you already said, uh, to kind of move forward in the story so that they can remember the parts you, that you, that you had already gone through in the previous loop. I know that sounds super confusing. It's not as confusing as it sounds when you're wind up going through the game, but when you wind up playing through it, you're just like, well, damn it. I did all of these parts and got these parts right. And then you get punished. If you get that one thing wrong, that makes you kick back to the beginning of the loop. Now, some of that you have to just do, and you have to fail at it to get back to a point where you can either tell someone some new information, or you go back in the order of operations in which you got things done. Um, and then you kind of maneuver into the space again and, and, and still figure that stuff out. It's cool. The first couple times you do it and I, and I, and I, and I did enjoy what I played. It's just some of the things are sloppily done. It didn't feel really cohesive. It didn't feel like at a certain point that you were excited about jumping back into that loop. You were more like, I need to get this thing done so that I don't sit here for two or three more hours trying to bang my head up against like, what part did I miss or what part didn't I see so much so that like, I wouldn't have been able to finish this game without help. I got help directly from the developer who was kind enough. Lewis, Lewis was kind enough to, to, to offer himself up to say, if you get stuck, shoot us an email and I'll, and I'll answer and, and, and basically help you out. Um, which was amazingly helpful, but it's weird because the thing that he told me to do, I didn't do because I didn't understand. Like he was cryptic, of course, because he wants you to kind of find it out, right? Which is great. But I wasn't able to get through the part even with that help because there's a certain part of the game that literally, and mind you, I have a big screen. It's not super dark in terms of the way it's lit. Um, none of those things were are hindrances usually to any other of the games that I play. I literally couldn't see the thing that I was supposed to go touch to be able to get to the next layer to continue the story. Like literally couldn't see it. And I had to hit people up who are, who are reviewing it too, to be like, yo, I'm super stuck at this point. 
what are you seeing? Like, how did you get past this part? I don't remember what it was. I can't see it. They told me what it was. And then it, that was the only way that I was able to kind of continue my story on and continue to finish the game. Um, I think that that's not necessarily a great design choice when you wind up doing that stuff. I think you can obscure things. You can, you know, the, the story can be obtuse. You can do those layers of it. And I think, you know, sometimes you can kind of get through it when you, you know, I know people who love escape rooms in that way, but like, if I literally can't see a thing, that's not good. Like, that's not good. Like, and again, like there are ways to illuminate certain things within the game by, by the way that things are, are laid out in the, in the apartment. But like, it's not even a thing that if you were to just look at it straight, you'd be like, oh, well, that's a thing that I should touch. Not, it, it just doesn't register in that way. Also, I don't know if this was a bug or if this was something that's just a limitation of using a controller with most games that I play on PC. But there were things on the periphery of the screen that I couldn't touch because my controller, for some reason, wouldn't go to the edges of the of the screen to touch certain things. It did it for a little bit and then it would stop for some strange reason. Um, I don't know if that was a bug. I don't know because it, it didn't do it through every play session, but it did it through a couple of times where things that I was trying to actually touch, it wouldn't let me touch it. So I had to go back to using it, using a mouse uh, to be able to click on some of those things. Um, there's been some conversations about the way that the, the the violence works in the game. And yes, there there's some violent parts to it um, that, that, that you wind up having to go through repeatedly throughout the loop. Um, I am less bothered with violence like that. So that part doesn't bug me as much. Um, there are a lot of people who are, who are worried about the ending or were really like clutch their pearls at the ending. Um, again, I'm not going to get in directly to what it was, but that also didn't freak me out in the way that I'm seeing a lot of other, uh, uh folks talk about it in that way. I think the thing that I am excited about for this game, for people to check out is I think that this, the way that they've told this story is extremely cool. I think that the way that the mechanics work though, and the overall like workflow of how you play the game is going to make people mad. Like, I think it's going to, it's going to make people be really upset and they're going to get frustrated and they're not going to try to finish it. They're just not going to try to continue to go through it in the way that other people would, if you're having to do a review or you want to talk about it later or any of that kind of stuff. So, um, I, I think 12 minutes is a game that you should definitely check out and play. I'm happy it's on game pass. Um, because it'll open it up for people to check it out and do it that way. I think that that low level of low barrier of entry um, is better because seeing as how, how frustrated I was with it, I can see people being really upset if they spent money for it um, because of that level of frustration. But I think for a game that is trying to tell a really interesting and cool story in a way that we have not seen before with a time loop mechanic that I think is pretty, pretty interesting. Um, I liked it. I liked it, but was frustrated with it in, in certain ways. I think, you know, James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley and, and, and Willem Dafoe did a really great job in terms of acting the parts out. Um, and I would be, I would love to talk to them to figure out like how they got involved and, and again, like how they went about kind of creating some of this story as well. Um, one, one tidbit of things that I did, I do think was really cool is, uh, I love the, the, the nod to the game to the movie the shining in this game that i think is i think is really cool 
as a as a horror fan that was something that i was just like that's dope i appreciate the fact that that louis louis really kind of understood that layer was there and and, and really dug into it with that kind of stuff so um it's very cool like i think conceptually it's really dope i think it has a really fun interesting way that it is tackling some issues like the way they've dug into conversation trees uh there are some there are some cute moments in it with the interactions between the couple and some really dire depressing moments as well um it also made me not miss really small apartments <laughs> in, a, in a in a real way uh so you know i say check out 12 minutes i think it's i think it's worth your time um, but I think you have to go into it with really uh, realistic expectations for what you're going to get from this kind of uh, this kind of experience. Uh, and I'd love to hear what people think after they played it and kind of gone through it and checked it out, because uh, I would love to see uh, where and what people saw that I didn't see. That was kind of the fun part of, of poking people behind this behind the curtain and saying, like, I did this. And they were like, oh, I totally didn't even see that. I like I like games where you can do that and have that be a part of the process. So. Um, those kinds of things are amazingly cool. So, you know, I think lots of, lots of, lots of interesting ways that we are tackling kind of cool new formats for games. You know, game pass continues to be pretty amazing in what it does. Um, another thing I did get a chance to play, um, that I'm, I'm not going to go into a full review of it because I'm not finished with it. Um, there's been some controversy around the game boyfriend dungeon, uh, from people who are really just like out of pocket and, and have no reason to be as mad as they are about what Boyfriend Dungeon is doing in terms of you know, content warnings and all that kind of stuff. The one thing I will say that I found to be actually really fascinating was how it tackles dating and reflects, I guess, a dating era that I totally missed. So like I'm for, I'll be 43 in another five days. Um, and I missed the entire internet dating era. So like I missed, you know, swiping right on or, or whatever you're swiping, whatever it is on whoever it may be and missed all of that stuff. I never was, da- I wasn't dating anyone during any of the moments when internet dating was a thing. And because this game is so text heavy in the way that it talks about dating and relationships and all that kind of stuff, I haven't felt like I was an alien in a very long time. And that felt like I missed a very significant part of internet culture that I just didn't see. Like it was like, it's foreign to me. I have no clue how you would even do it. It made me not, I was like, man, I was playing the thing and the gameplay is fun. I think gameplay is awesome animations are great i love the 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 music in the game i think they've done a fantastic job on the art the story though i like i've played like maybe three or four maybe three or four hours of it i i'm just like man i don't i feel i feel bad for everybody who's dating in the internet age man like damn that just sucks <laughs> not the story but like the way people interact like everybody's trying to smash me like everybody's trying to give me the business and I'm just like, yo, I don't even know you. Why are you texting me like this? Why are you trying to hit me up and try to get in my pants? I don't care if you're a sword. I don't want you to be a sword in my pants. Get away from me. Stop texting me all flirty like this. You want to talk to me? Why don't you call me? Why don't you hit me up on the phone instead of texting me all these whack-ass messages trying to get into my pants? No means no. You can't get in these drawers. 
No. Hashtag World War II is doo doo. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> but it was it's such an interesting phenomena of like not being able to relate. Like, you know, I've it, it is one of the first times where I've just like not been able to relate in some of that in some of the ways that so much of a whole generation of 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 people who are not that much younger than I am were engaged in. And even, you know, people now, they're still like, that's the thing that you do. And you, you know, I'm gonna hit you with this emoji face to tell people that you like them. And I'm just like, man, that seems so silly and unreasonable and un- unnecessary. I, I, again, this is me showing my age and I'm, I'm okay with it, but it's just like, man, like it, it just, I'm just like, that sucks for y'all, <laughs> man. Y'all got to swipe on people who are talking to y'all like this shit. I'm happy. I, I'm happy. I was out of the game for so long and missed it because I was like, I would have, I would have been alone. I've been alone. I would have, I would have adapted, but it would have sucked moving from the era where you just call people up and, and kick game like that to trying to be on some super mega flirty tip over some text messages and sending people texts, texts and, and emojis about how you want to get down. Like that shit is whack. I feel sorry for people who had to, had to go through that shit. That shit is trash. Um, so I, don't, so I don't know. This has been a lot of episode of me being like, things are not great. <laughs> things, I, things I don't like. Hashtag for 403 the show. Anyway, um, <laughs> a lot of cool things happening. Shout out to, we have a couple things that are going to come up very, very soon. Uh, I'm probably going to show off um, some of, of the uh, Astro gear that we got. Astros and Astro Gaming and Timbuktu have collabed to do a very, very cool gear drop uh, of their new bag series. You get an over-the-shoulder sling bag and a kind of um, uh, normal backpack, which are beautiful. They're great. They're, they're, they're super, super fun. Um, also, we got a care package from Puma. Uh, shout out to Aaron Ashley Simon, uh, who hooked me up with a care package of their newest gear under her under the line that she's been promoted and connected to, which is super cool. Um, I'm building out studio two. So that's, that's coming very, very soon as well. Um, and also there's going to be some other really fun drops and cool collaborations happening very, very soon. Uh, and I think alongside that, once we get everything nailed down there, there may be potentially a giveaway as well of a thing that we haven't given away something this big before. Um, so I'm very, I'm really excited at the collab that we're going to be doing with a pretty big company very, very soon. Alongside that, one of the things that we usually talk about here uh, from a from a Spawn on Me uh, podcast perspective and from a content creator perspective, and this is where I'm going to need all of Bracago to really like jump in on this thing um, in a real way. We have an upcoming collaboration that's going to be a sales activation. So it means that the company that we're going to be working with is going to hope that you're going to want to cop a couple of these, or at least one of them. Um, we're going to be talking to, to those folks very, very soon about what that is. Um, and, and it's from a company that we've worked with a lot in the past. Um, and there may be, they may be debuting a very new piece of gear with us on our show, uh, that I'm hoping all of you will, you know, uh, uh potentially try to, collaborate or, you know, be a part of that movement and, and maybe cop one. Um, it'll be a huge boon to us as a show. 
it'll really give us some great metrics to show that not only BIPOC communities um, will use their dollars on a show that they believe in, but it also gives us the ability to pitch other other companies to say, our audience gives a shit about these cool kinds of products and we want we want to kind of continue to, to get bigger in that way. Um, so we'll have more information about that very, very soon. And the giveaway stuff is going to be very, very cool. We have a couple of them. Uh, I see my fam, Mayor Man 2, is in the chat. That's a, is a couple of folks who we're going to be doing some fun giveaways around. So, um, word, we're going to get up out of here for episode 403. Again, before we go, please give massive love to our friends from Kaiser Permanente and Cloud9. Again, uh, exclamation point follow. I'm, I'm sorry, exclamation point info and exclamation point follow, find your words in the chat if you're in the Twitch chat tonight. Um, again, presence of mind. This is fantastic. Um, project that we've been working on with cloud nine and Kaiser Permanente around uh, mental health and giving you tools to be able to dig into that conversation in a bigger, broader, and more comprehensive way. C9.gg slash Khalif Palm P O M uh, is the link that you want to get to. And that'll send you over to some of those resources as well. Last thing that we got to talk about before we get up out of here is the ice pop microphone that came in from blue and Logitech. We'll be talking a little bit more about this as well. That goes with the pro wireless headset that, uh, that I'm rocking right now. So lots of good stuff coming up uh, very, very soon. Uh, this episode will go out tomorrow morning uh, around 6 p 6 a.m. Uh, EST because uh, we're recording it on Thursday as opposed to Wednesday. Uh, we also have the Black and Gaming Awards that's going to be coming up uh, right in the beginning of September. I'm going to be producing that show and hosting it as well. Uh, and also a really cool hosting gig is coming up before the end of this month. It's something you're not going to want to miss, uh, especially if you're a fan of, 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 I'm not even going to say anything. I can't even say it. Cause I'm just about to, I'm about to lose my mind. If I talk about it right quick, uh, it's going to be dope. You're going to want to check that out. It's going to be a first for me. Uh, and it's going to be a very cool hosting, uh, uh, opportunity for, the show and for me personally. So uh, we're going to get up out of here. We'll see you all next week. Make sure you're washing your hands, wash your butt. Make sure you keep yourself safe. Make sure you're getting the vaccination. Get them pokes in your arms. Make sure you're getting your stuff together. Make sure you are social distancing, wearing your mask, all that good stuff right there. We're going to get up out of here for now. Much love to you all. We'll see you all soon. Much love. Peace. <laughs>